Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Briscoe County Junior Podcast, with your hosts, Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Covering Episode 5, Socrates' Sister, with Mark Bosco. Hi friends, it's us again. We're back in the 90s. Ugh. Sorry. I mean, yay, the yeah. decade I grew up in. I mean, you, you you don't need to apologize for the for the format of the show. We picked one show each decade. That's just how it goes. That's it's true. not your fault. <laughs> no, I I have a lot to answer for. We all do. Well, you do and you <laughs> don't. I mean, our crimes are lengthy didn't... and multiple. There's a there's a backstory to this. The backstory to this is I told you what we were going to do. You pounced on it. You said I call 90s, and I said, well, we got to give everyone a chance. you gotta, you got to let everyone get, get a fair shot. No, 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 I want 90s now. Please, let me have the No, no, Bob, trust me. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to do it. No, no. And then, so, okay, I mm-hmm. opened it up, and you were the first one in the document, and you grabbed the 90s, and yep. this is what you chose. Well, that wasn't what I chose at first. But Okay. <laughs> do we want to well, talk we'll about we'll talk about now? that in a minute. <laughs> okay. No, 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 we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, let me let me just get into it, because I don't I don't want to I don't want to get people on my side and then and then sucker punch them. Let's just let me just jump into the fire here. All right. Do you hate me? Well, if you didn't before this episode, you're going to now, because I'm about to unleash a whole mess of opinions that run contrary to opinions popularly held by my nerd brethren. For example, I don't think Bruce Campbell is actually very good. Yeah, I said it. Oh, sure, he's handsome, and he, the man himself, is charming, but I've seen him in exactly three good movies. Like, I've seen Tommy Wiseau in one good movie, so that doesn't really mean very much. So, maybe this, a TV series where he plays the heroic title character, will finally win me over? Turns out no, because here's another very unpopular opinion I have. Westerns are boring. Matt really hit the nail on the head a couple of weeks ago when he called out Time Tunnel's endless horse music. And that's pretty much what Briscoe County Jr. is. Lots and lots of horse music. Except for a bit where people are fighting in the water, then I guess it's seahorse music. So, okay, here's the plot, such as it is. Briscoe has a friend named Socrates, sure, who has a sister sister named Iphigenia. She's the only woman in the entire show, and like literally every character who isn't Briscoe is afforded not a single sliver of dignity presumably in the service of telling us how outrageous Okana, I mean Briscoe, is. She's here to defend some dude who's in jail, a dude who apparently killed or co-killed Briscoe's father, I think. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I'm definitely not going back to check. Anyway, this dude tricks, if, uh, escapes from jail and leaves her for dead. Then Briscoe, hot on his trail, rescues her, and she turns into that screechy lounge singer from Temple of Doom, you know, Mrs. Spielberg. <laughs> I also got a real Donna from Doctor Who vibe here, and, uh, well, fuck it, since I'm just pissing everyone off with my wrong opinions today, I'll just come out and say it, Donna was terrible. (laughs) She, which is to say, Ippy, my sweet Bippy, contributes nothing, she complains a lot, and that's it. I can't even name three things. Anyway, eventually, Briscoe and the girl from Ipanema catch up with the bad guy and... Only now there are two bad guys, and they tie them up with some rope and set an elaborate death trap and steal his horse, and then I took a nap for six or seven hours, but when I woke up, it was all still happening. Meanwhile, the bad guys kidnap John Aston. Did I mention John Aston was in this? He plays a crazy old man, but you feel kind of bad for him, like the character he played in Night Court. 
Oh man, remember Night Court? Also, he's <laughs> not really a very good actor, as it turns out. Yes, I'm just burning all the fucking bridges now. He's invented some diving suit, which is essential for our bad guys because they're counterfeiters. And who can run a good counterfeiting op uh, operation without a diving suit? <laughs> no one, I tell you. <laughs> then the aforementioned showdown in the water happens, and Ipecac continues to jump up and down and shriek loudly, and that's about all. It's a good thing she's not the only woman in this show, or she'd have a lot to answer for. Oh. Uh, Awkward. Then the bad guys are stopped and the day is saved and everyone stands around talking about how great Bruce Campbell is and it's basically like every internet hangout I've ever been in since 1994, except with a lot more horse music. Oh, and I guess I should bring this unpopular opinions gag home one final time because if watching this show has taught me anything, it's slavish devotion to formula and predictability. Okay, fine. I actually liked the Star Wars prequels. All right, if there's anyone even still listening after all that, even if you, have, if you haven't thrown your earbuds into a shredder, I'm done now. <laughs> Just this show was not for me. Apparently sorry, not. Oh, no. What, what, what? No, no, man, defend yourself. <laughs> and I don't fight I don't me. mean that in a... No, no. I mean, tell, tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, you're not. You're not. I picked the wrong episode here. There there are better episodes of this series, and there are episodes that cover a lot of the complaints that you have about this particular episode, but that doesn't take away from the fact that this episode wasn't very good. Okay, but a lot of my complaints were about the series as a whole and specific people in it, and I don't think that's going to change. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, there are, the, there are people in it that you... Well, there are like some you didn't really mention, uh, like Lord Bowler, uh, who is kind of dumb and not a very good character in this episode, who does become a better character later. Mm -hmm. And uh, my personal you know, favorite, uh, if I if, if I recall correctly, yeah, Socrates so the guy gets who had and... the guy who had six lines and almost drowned in a mud puddle. He's a great character. Yeah, okay. yeah. His whole deal. His whole deal in this was that he fell down a lot. Yeah. Which is not great, and again, it's especially not great for the only black character in the entire show. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not trying to like attack you guys. I'm basing my opinions on the 47 minutes that we saw here. No, and right. from the 47 what minutes we saw here, this television show is not very good. I, I get it. Yeah, I agree. No, I can't. Okay. I can't defend. <laughs> I can't defend this choice. <laughs> <laughs> I That's actually fine. like. I I had watched. I watched a bunch more episodes after like making my choice and mm -hmm. I was like oh shit I should have chosen this one instead or this one or this one it's like Al is it too late to change my episode <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, well yeah okay. we told the, list we told one the to listeners which I'm one to watch watching the episode when you send that message <laughs> yeah yeah no and and a week ago we told the listeners what to watch so yeah. they can you know watch along with yeah. us so yeah too late all right well tell us why you chose this then uh <laughs> well my initial uh thought was well I need a win. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want, uh, you know, Al, Al and Matt have uh, had a lot of uh, terrible shows lately, and I want to uh, give them something that they can enjoy and uh, and not be mad about. And I failed utterly in that. <laughs> um, oh, I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I I was originally going to choose Legend, uh, which is a show. Um, First of all, neither I, of us had heard of. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. from 95, I think, um, which starred um, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver, and uh, John Delancey, and was uh, produced by, uh, oh, what's his name now? <clears throat> Michael Pillar. Michael Pillar, thank you. 
quote unquote, the co-creator of DS9. Right. So it's like, okay, so John Delancey's Q, Michael Piller, mm-hmm. that's my, you know, mm-hmm. those are my Star Trek links. This is going to be great. And I watched it and it is so slow. I mean, it's way <laughs> slower than this episode. Mm-hmm. Like the worst episode of Briscoe is still 10 times more entertaining <laughs> than that show was. Mm-hmm. Um, which It was supposed to be this thing where like uh, um, Richard Dean Anderson is an author and he writes about, you know, kind of this like, steampunky action hero and um uh q john delancey is a um this inventor who is essentially tesla um but he's like kind of uh takes on the persona of this character nicodemus legend and it's like oh i can invent some of the stuff that he actually uses in the books and you know together they fight crime or something but in in practice it is just so incredibly dull (laughs) I was like, well, it feels like, you know, with the combination of Western and sci-fi, this is a lot like Briscoe, and it's two years after Briscoe, so it's like they're trying to recreate Briscoe after it went off the air, so why don't I just do Briscoe instead? So, uh, you know, so it's, it's sci-fi and Western, even though it doesn't really have much of a, a Star Trek connection, so I figured, well, you know, it's it's got that interesting... Uh, combination has got Bruce Campbell, who I love. Yeah. Uh, it's got John Aston from uh, the Adams family, who I love. Oh, he did play an uncredited voice in the original series somewhere. So there's a tiny, tiny, tiny <laughs> Star Trek connection. <laughs> I'm actually surprised John Aston was never on Star Trek just as John Aston. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Between between the Adams family and Batman, like he was around. Yeah. Um, and there's maybe there's Gene whole- hated him. probably there's this whole thing with this orb that apparently Mm -hmm. comes from the future like john bly the uh the leader of this you know big western gang that uh killed uh uh, briscoe's father uh apparently came from 600 years in the future and came back to grab the orbs so that he could then rule the world for a 2000 year reign of terror Oh, a temporal Cold War. We love those. Yep. <laughs> Very popular here. <laughs> and, of course, that wasn't in this episode at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, I was, I, it had several elements in this episode that I wanted to, to showcase with the, I don't know, the sci-fi and some of the comedy and stuff. And, but it just, I feel like, you know, watching a bunch of episodes and I just kind of like was, oh, which which one has a bunch of the things I want in it? Well, this one doesn't make any sense because it's a continent, you know, there's a continuity thing and maybe I shouldn't pick this one. So I just like kind of panicked and picked this one and it was not, was not the best. Well, I didn't <clears throat> see much in the way of sci-fi, like apart from the diving helmet, which that technology, I don't know exactly when we are, but it, it was probably around or close to being around. It didn't feel weird enough to be sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> The orb thing... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the orb thing definitely was the big sci-fi element in it. There is a ton of episodes that don't have any sci-fi in them at all. They're just straight westerns. No, one of the things uh, Briscoe did when it wasn't doing the sci-fi thing was it was still doing a lot of, like, moving forward type stuff. So you get a lot of, like, this is stuff that's going to get invented really soon. Like, it's it was supposed to feel like the show was on the cusp of, like, the modern world. Yeah. I mean, like, Briscoe keeps talking about, like, trying to find the coming thing. Mm-hmm. and I, But I, I don't think it ever really pans out. <laughs> like, there's, they talk about it, but there's not a lot happening with it in the storylines. That's the one, the, one of the things I picked up from watching this again. And I haven't watched this show in about 15 years, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. 
is that it's got a lot of good ideas that it sort of doesn't follow through on. Yeah. And I think a lot of that I didn't has really to... see evidence of that either, but maybe that's just this <laughs> of the good again. ideas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just seemed like a standard western. It seemed like mm. here's the tough guy hero, here's his nerdy sidekick, and the guest star mm -hmm. this week is the nerdy sidekick's nerdy sister. Like, it, I didn't mm. see anything. Like, I, I, I'm seriously tell tell me where I'm missing it. Where was where are the good ideas? Well, I the the whole sci-fi western thing works for me right away. Yeah, but again, again, not no a lot of sci-fi sci here. here. Yeah. yeah, but like that, no. like having the inventor guy, the John Aston guy, is like, I invented something new this week. That it's going to be a thing that'll exist soon, but it doesn't right now. But I invented it, so it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like in the pilot, like he has this, you lot. know, rocket-powered uh, train car. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Or like I, a it, car. Yeah, see, that would have been interesting. These, right? Yeah. We see a glimpse of it in the <laughs> in the intro sequence, oh, in the title sequence, but yeah, it's there. Uh, so they do keep coming back to the orb thing, mm -hmm. which like it it gives people powers somehow, and they never really quite explain what it does. We'll uh, save that but for the, season two. They <laughs> yeah, they have some sort of like ESP or something, and it actually like basically you know brings Briscoe back from the brink of death once. Mm -hmm. And it, it just it it floats in and out of the series, but there's not there's not much to it, you know. Actually, going back and and looking at you know the ones I've watched so far, I think I have like six episodes left that I haven't watched yet. But it sounds like the orb just, from uh, Venture Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Is it? <laughs> um, no, again, they've so got like so, they they've got like. <laughs> The the produce the, going into the show was a good i like they had good ideas and then it feels like they just sort of like I don't know what I'm gonna do with this mm -hmm. yeah there is I mean, but there is some definitely some good writing with Bowler in the future like they become closer friends mm -hmm. and they become partners and there's actually a good rapport between them and there's yep. another female character uh, Dixie Cousins who is a like a showgirl mm -hmm. in the old west and they have a history and they continue to like have like build on a relationship and there's actually a nice relationship arc for them and stuff so there's there is more of that in the future and I like some you know some of the writing uh, the it, one of the co-creators is um uh, uh, Bohm. What the hell is his name? <laughs> I forgot his first name. Now. I don't know. The one of them is uh, Carlton Cuse, the, the co-creator of Lost. But I think you're thinking of the other one. Yes. Oh, Jeffrey Bohm, who oh. wrote the script for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, okay. So there's some there's some good elements there that you know that kind of come in from that kind of you know western slash uh you know sci-fi mm -hmm. fantasy kind of um stuff. Um, there's uh and oh and also and Boehm also wrote um the nineteen ninety six film The Phantom. So it's like he's definitely got a love for kind of the old serials. Yeah, that's weird, I, up on the Phantom I, I def I definitely <laughs> I definitely enjoyed both of those. The Phantom was way better than I expected. And I yeah. I love Last Crusade. So I mean those are those are two things in his favor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think his you know, some of his writing and stuff comes through better later again. This is like I pick the worst one where it's like <laughs> the first episode after they had spent all of their ideas on the two hour pilot and they're like, Oh, what are we gonna do? Well, let's just do a filler episode until we can come up with more ideas. But shows don't work like that. If you pitch a show, you've gotta come with your pilot idea and then several episode ideas. Like I don't know. Maybe they did then. <laughs> or 
<laughs> if if you're trying to sell an audience on a thing and they miss the first episode, this is the mm-hmm. first time they tune in. They're not going to stick around. This is terrible. Yeah. Like, okay. So what are your what are your follow up ideas to the pilot? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll figure it out when we get there. Uh, <laughs> diving. Yeah, that's enough. Diving. So diving. I love it. Write Put that, that on the board. Diving. Yeah. We're gonna dive. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy the diving, to be perfectly honest. Oh, my God. Okay, you know what that entire sequence reminded me of? Have you guys seen Top Secret? <laughs> Not in the 100 Val years. The Val joint? Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. There's, oh, yeah. a, there's a scene in that that's just an underwater bar fight, and it was all I could think of for this in, that entire sequence. <laughs> See, like, it's all it, filmed in slow motion, and, like, there's a guy playing a piano mm-hmm. underwater. and. <laughs> yep. See, no, there, needed... there's There's... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> All right. No, I was just gonna say I really enjoyed how uh, there's this whole thing where like they Briscoe and and them come up on what they're doing at the lake, and if he's like, "Aren't you gonna go out there and get him?" He's like, "What? You want me to go out there and have some sort of like grand underwater battle uh... where I'm gasping for air and he's laughing behind a plate of glass?" And then it, you know, I'm no, I'm just gonna wait for them to come back on shore. But then it eventually happens exactly the way he said. Yeah, so then I don't the know. That made me laugh. Happens for five minutes. That's, <laughs> I did not it find that laugh. amusing. I guess that's just right. the difference in uh, sense of humor there. <laughs> The underwater bar fights are an art for everyone, Al. <laughs> no, I liked the underwater bar fight in Top Secret. I, I enjoyed that movie. <laughs> the thing is, and this this ties to my bad thing, what that underwater fight needed was like a giant octopus. Like they Ooh. needed to they needed to to really use their camp, their their crazy mm-hmm. pulp bullshit. And like I, I've come a long way in my attitudes toward camps since this show aired. I used sure. to be impossibly serious-minded when it came to genre and action shows, but now I get the appeal of something that's deliberately silly. This thought it was that, but it never took the idea very far. Like, mm-hmm. there were a lot of good mm-hmm. ideas where there could have been jokes, like good places for jokes, not ideas, but like good, like, yeah, joke could go there. Nope. Very little of it materialized. It just felt kind of phoned in like a first draft where someone said, fill in the jokes later. Like the death (laughs) trap felt like, okay, they were making jokes about this in fucking 1966 and you're still just playing it straight. Like, Mike, bring something new, man. Do like go over the top or be more genre aware or something. But it's all so straight. And there's the occasional joke. But... (laughs) in the dialogue but all of the action all of the plot is very very straightforward and it's like if you're doing this campy show man fucking do campy you know yeah i was, I, I love uh, that fucking death trap yeah <laughs> i enjoyed that thing i thought i mean i don't think they were playing it straight straight i think they were winking at the audience with it but maybe not enough well, they weren't yeah, winking think, hard enough i think they had something caught in their eye and you thought they were winking here's the thing Bruce Campbell who I love to death yeah um, I know everyone in the world does except me and I don't get it uh is so bland in this show yes he is and he's this is this is the Bruce Campbell I see in lots of things and I'm like what is what like if this is the only thing you saw him in would you love him no and that's where I am but I've seen Army of Darkness so yes I saw the two good Evil Dead movies and I saw Bubba Hotep and that's Mm -hmm. it what else has he been in that's good uh, the Ash versus Evil Dead television show. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. also so, amazing. That's what is the he character, in, right? What there. has he been in good that isn't Evil Dead related? Shrug Congo. Yeah. I hear he's great on. Um... <laughs> he's not great in Congo. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's great in that 
fucking spy shows he's, that I keep been meaning to watch for twenty years. Uh, he's good on Xena. Oh, Jack of all trades. No, I love Jack of all trades, but I admit the Jack of all trades is terrible. <laughs> now, is that campy? Like, is it properly campy? Oh yeah. Okay. That's a show where uh, Vern Troyer, who was popular at the time, plays Napoleon. Okay. That show knew exactly what the fuck it was. See now that I could get behind, but but so much of what I saw bruce campbell and stuff like this and i'm just like what are you guys talking about why is everyone so crazy about this guy yeah the the thing is he he's he's got that like in in evil in the evil dead movies he's an asshole but he's a charming asshole it's fun watching mm -hmm. him do stuff in this yeah. he's like i he he's such a he's such a like an an everyman actor you know like well he's the standard good, western hero guy he's like yeah, the, this the could, hero this could be that anybody. everyone loves yeah yeah, yeah, and they and did I a just, lot like, of the, like the writing is just not there enough to make for him to be fun, you know. And he, yeah, a lot of the time he comes off as kind of a prick. Yeah, yeah, maybe you've hit the nail on the head there. Where he's like, he kind of has to be a lovable jerk. Yeah, that's like his niche. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he's here, he he's too much of a good everything guy. Else, he's got some jerk stuff too, though. He's a jerk to the woman most of the time. He is, well, and, but there's no like there, there's none of the fun stuff to play it off. Love, yeah, lovable jerk, Al. Yeah, oh, okay. This is just fair. regular jerk, like you get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, and and down at the jerk store. <laughs> hey, the jerk store called. They got a full supply of George Costanzas. <laughs> and and that's the like like I said in my summary, it seemed like they were making everyone else worse to to prop him up. Mm hmm. Like. Every other character was kind of useless. He was well, a hero kind of, it, by default. This is this takes me back mm. to last week when we were watching Super Mario Brothers. Here's a tie-in you're not going to expect. Where <laughs> every everyone feels secondary to him, you know. Yeah. And I get like I get that as a TV show, just like well, he's the he's the guy in the in the main title. He should be doing all the stuff. Yeah. That but was, then why do you have a cast? Yeah, that was the way you wrote shows back in the day. I mean, like, most of them yeah. were like that. Like, show us some stuff with Socrates being, like, the smart guy who's, like, helping out. Instead, we spend, like, a real big chunk of this episode going, that oh, guy's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. when I was rewatching it for the show, I'm like, oh, God, I forgot there was so much of this. Like, him saying, oh, give me your fastest wagon. I'll be traveling light. And then he puts, like, you know, 5,000 pounds of Ooh, suitcases on it. And it's just, that just goes on forever. And then when the, when the, when the, the, the cart collapses, one of the extras goes... Too much weight. It's like, yeah, thanks, buddy. We know that was the joke. Thanks for spelling it out for me. They're like, oh, oh no, but then it's a recurring joke. So that the when the uh, the the underwater suit full of water breaks the rope, someone oh, else can say too oh, much weight. Was that a callback? That's yes. not a good callback. <laughs> no, <laughs> is it? <sighs> no, I just and yeah. it felt like. It felt like, okay, this is an ensemble, and everybody on the team has their specialty, and each person should contribute something. No, Bruce Campbell does everything, and everyone else is an idiot. And, like, the reveal that the, the bad guy who was the dad from Boy Meets World, which is how I know him, uh. was actually a bad guy, like, just makes her look so fucking stupid. And then the rest of the show is just like, wow, you're really fucking stupid. Yeah, does she get one moment of dignity or usefulness at all? Like, I'm not, I I'm mean, not exaggerating. Does she have any? I mean, she saves Bowler from drowning, but even that's played off as pretty fucking dumb. Okay. Oh yeah, she's a she's a licensed swimming instructor. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there was that. That's her specialty. Uh huh. She's a lawyer. Like a woman yeah. lawyer in the 1800s is pretty remarkable. 
That's a huge deal. Yeah, there probably weren't that many of them. We certainly don't hear about them. So why not explore that? Nah. Nah, Nah. she's just an idiot. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Matt, what was your bad thing? Uh, Let's see here. I look. There's a lot about this show that I like, but God, does it lag? There are. There's just. There's a huge chunk of exposition at the beginning that feels like it goes on forever. And after the like, the show opens on a horse chase, which is fine. But then it's just like, duh, 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 duh. like I get it. We need to introduce Socrates' sister and the plates, but these are both very simple ideas. Like throw some bad jokes in there or something. There were there were some. There were a couple of groaners that I admit were not bad in the teaser, and then the rest <laughs> of the episode just didn't even try that hard. Like it yeah. felt it felt like the teaser was written by someone else because I like okay, it'll take me a minute to dial into this, but this is this is a type of funny, and then it wasn't. I feel yeah. like I keep getting the feeling as we're talking about it and as I was watching it that like there was like a lot of like rewriting and stuff behind scenes to like like we need to make this more action packed. We need to make this mm-hmm. more serious. Like like it really feels like the show showed up with like with like a certain skeleton and then someone decided that that skeleton wasn't working and welded some crap to it. Like you My, do with this skeletons. metaphor may have gotten away from me. <laughs> skeleton welding. Mm hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I mean, Bob, you mentioned that like the the network didn't want uh, serialization and that kind of thing because that's that's how TV was back in the day. And but yeah, I was surprised how much serialization there was. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just watching the the show because there's like that the the orb storyline goes on for twenty episodes. But I mean, it's not every episode, but but maybe it was network interference, like because maybe there was a whole other show buried under this and they noted him to death you know i mean yeah yeah i don't know i don't know could be and i i will give it this like there was a horse chase and there was a lot of horse stuff and and that's not my thing but you know they 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 clearly (laughs) went on location they clearly got the actors like either taught them how to ride horses or cast people who could ride like you know they put Mm -hmm. the work in Mm -hmm. and that's cool oh bruce can ride a horse yeah oh yeah that's he's riding it all over oregon right now as i recall but like you're an actor in the 80s and the 90s that's not nearly as as essential a skill as it was in the 50s like you're not going to act in the mm. 50s if you can't ride a horse but you know <laughs> by this point yeah. it's like yeah like, oh good well that's a that's a bonus cuz we got a western for you like i it it looked like a western and it felt like a western i just unless a, unless westerns are like exemplary i just don't find them that interesting but but i'll give it that sure. it committed to its look and it 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 didn't look cheap like no, any more than any other '90s show very, did. Uh... Yeah, mm-hmm. but all that stuff out on the on the planes and stuff, like it, mm-hmm. it looked good. Like I like a good location shoot on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good job. Uh, Bob, what was your bad thing? Uh, <laughs> my. <laughs> After I read your summary before the before the episode, I wrote, "My bad thing is that Al hates everything, and this podcast is no fun anymore." That's me. <laughs> Which is not it's not true. Yes, I it's am. it is it is completely my fault. I picked the wrong episode. No, it's there the, are... it's the show's fault. <laughs> you didn't make it. No, but there are better examples of this particular show that I could have given you that might have uh, elicited a slightly better reaction. Such as? <clears throat> uh, Fountain of Youth was a real good one. Okay. That's that's one I really enjoyed. 
Um, and there's yeah, that has more of the orb stuff and some cool sci-fi stuff beyond that going on. So there's and it's and there's like action all the way through, and there's some good comedy with uh, this uh, young lady and her gang full of really handsome men. <laughs> See, so. that sounds like it's starting to lean more into the camp, which right, that, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a Batman '66 villain right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go, my handsome minions. <laughs> <laughs> so, for, so for the people listening who do enjoy Bruce Campbell, who see the potential in this show, you suggest that episode instead. Yeah. Okay. I was like, give that one a try. Yeah. That's fair. Matt, I know it's but, been. Yeah, I, I know it's been years and years for you. Do you remember anything specific enough to say like, here's a good place to start? Like, I don't want to just Absolutely crap on. Not. Okay. Fair enough. Here's the issue. <laughs> I have very fond memories of the, of this show, but I didn't watch it when it was first on the air. I picked up the DVD because I was a big Bruce Campbell fan in my early 20s, mm-hmm. and I watched through most of this incredibly stoned. <laughs> so I always forget you had I a have period where, vague... you, where you were very stoned. Yep. It's just... all, all I have is I don't talk about it that much. No, I don't but, think uh... of you like that at all. Yeah, it's right. It's just a weird thing to, to reconcile <laughs> with my, my but, vision uh, of you. I was, I was high for most of my early 20s, so... Mm. Um, I have vague, warm memories of this show and also of eating a lot of tacos, so <laughs> mm. take that how you will. <laughs> what is it, tacos? It's like, what, associative memory? Is that what they call it when you're doing something good and something mm-hmm. like something bad is happening, but you think it's good because like you associate it with the tacos? So it's really the, ta- yep. the taco show, is my point. Yeah, I, my, my good thing for this episode is Taco Bell tacos. Go get some. <laughs> but only if it's like the year 2000. Yeah, exactly. Don't get them now. No, God, no. Those tacos are moldy. <laughs> Unless it's fourth meal. Yeah, exactly. Then they're the only game in town. <laughs> Bubba, what was your good thing? Uh, <laughs> I, gosh, well, that's kind of a weak good thing now that I look at what I wrote <laughs> three days ago. I, <laughs> I have a lot of goodwill for the show because I love Bruce Campbell from other things he's done and personal appearances. Uh, and, you know, I, <laughs> I do enjoy the corny jokes. Um, like, you know, damn Lake. Um, <laughs> that got most a sword of, out of me. <laughs> most of my good things about this series do not occur in this episode. Uh, I, if I had to pick one single thing about this episode, and I guess I do, it would be when uh, Pete asks... Is he still alive? And John Aston nonchalantly replies, "Who knows?" <laughs> that, you know, that did me make me laugh at least. There's a, I think, oh god, there's a point in this where uh, uh, John Aston turns around and starts trying to beat the bad guys up with an oar, and I was very pleased to see that he wasn't just some idiot who doesn't know what's happening around him, which is the usual go-to for like the crazy him. old scientist. Yeah, that yeah. that's that's the character he played in Night Court, and that's really mm. what I was kind of projecting on him there. And I I think uh, he's very good at sort of over the top crazy. I thought he was a decent mm. Gomez, but oh yeah, yeah. Here he had to do a little bit of acting, and I was not convinced. Like he sold a couple of his jokes, mm-hmm. and uh, but for the most part, when he had to deliver like a speech, I'm like, ooh, you are not the right person for this. <laughs> I felt bad for that because he's a real likable guy. Like he's, he's oh yeah, so, you know, he's so yeah. I think charming's not the right word, but just like kind of a lovable mm. grandpa type. At least as Gomez, I, he can be very charming. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But then, but then there's Raul Julia, and it's like, no, you're garbage. Sorry. Oh yeah, no, like <laughs> there's Gomez, and then there's Gomez. Like 
that's the thing is like growing up yeah he was great but now it's like oh really we thought that was gomez huh okay yeah, you did your best <laughs> yeah yeah, I still I still like the old Adams family. This sure. and I like him as Gomez, but it's I yeah. th- that's a big part of this show for me. I think is the casting was really mm-hmm. good. I love Bruce Campbell. I love John Aston. I like Julius Carey as yeah. as uh, Lord Bowler. I, they uh, the three of those can carry some scripts for me at least that are kind of middling, mm-hmm. and I'll still enjoy them because you know they're mugging at the camera or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of that from this, though. Like, it felt like, okay, prove it to me. Like, show me this isn't a very good script, so save it, you guys. And they didn't. Yeah. Well, and the problem yeah. with, like, I've said this before, Bowler was my favorite character watching this. I couldn't tell you why now, but I did love him quite a bit. And in this, he just keeps falling down. Like, that's well, the got, whole gag, he, is that he's the guy that yeah. follows Briscoe around and tries to steal bounties from him, and he just keeps getting beat up. Oh, no, he also got stung by bees, which is my quote. Howdy, honey. Did you actually go up to Heart Canyon? <laughs> hey, Buller, that, that was just a joke. Uh, I, I didn't mean for you to get your... There was bees up there. Were there? Mad bees. Well, so I mean, that in happened. my defense, that just means he got beat up by bees. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> they were mad. Uh-huh. Mad bees. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what was your good thing? <laughs> I really like the two bad guys in this. They are both so incredibly cartoonishly evil. Like, it fits perfectly into this into this Western show. Really? I also really love the stupid death trap, which is moronic. I believe it was uh, a length of rawhide that had been wetted. Wet- wetted? Wetted. So yes. that it would stretch and like and like cut uh, Briscoe and his friend in half, and then they would get shot also. Uh huh. And I'm just watching, and like the tension is ratcheting up as they as they zoom in on the shotgun uh, trigger, almost getting pulled. And I'm like, this is a fucking wet rope. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. A wet rope and a woman screaming in your ear. Mm-hmm. You were not wrong about the uh, the uh, oh, Willie Scott references. Is that what's her name from um, Temple of Doom? Uh, yes. What's going on there? Is it Christmas uh, Day? Sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> yes, it's just telling me to wake up. Oh, okay. It's when I normally wake up on the weekend. Ah, oh, very well. The spirits did it all in one podcast. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> No, I, I. You boy, I, get me the largest podcast you can find. <laughs> that would be one of our supplementals for sure. Sure. Oh I my I, goodness! I thought the bad guys were terrible. Like they felt <laughs> like high school actors, maybe mm-hmm. like almost forgot their lines bad. But... Yeah, I didn't think the the one counterfeiter guy wasn't that great, but Pete, the the second guy. That they find in the cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who talks re- like this. Yep, yeah. that's him. My gun, a, you took He's my a recurring gun. bad guy. Uh, really? You threw, my, you threw yeah. my piece in a lake. I gotta go get it now. Someone said, we need to call that guy back. <laughs> you touched my piece? Tell him tell him not to book any other gigs, because he's, he's a recurring. <laughs> yeah, wow. you're getting promoted to regular, my friend. Oh, boy. You're going in the credits. <laughs> oh, man. No, they oh, killed him off in the pilot, and then they brought him back because he was so good. Yep, because he was so good. Not back, yep. through, not just, but not just to the show, but to life. Uh huh. <laughs> Do Fox have that technology? <laughs> Definitely. 
I don't doubt that it existed, but did Fox I have it? I mean, I, I don't mean, think do you, they I, actually murdered the actor. Al. I mean, how do you think John Aston was still alive? <laughs> I, I have no reason not to believe that. <laughs> but I'm feeling much no, Bruce better Cam- now. Bruce Campbell brought his Evil Dead technology. Oh, yeah, that explains oh. everything. He brought all the dead back, but they were evil. Mm. Mm-hmm. I should have picked that up from the from the title, really. Yeah. Uh, my good it's thing. It's right, it's subtle. Uh, yes. If there's one thing I can say about the Evil Dead movies, is they're very subtle. Very subtle. I had to watch them a few times to really pick up on what was going on. <laughs> My good thing was, uh, hmm, well, the diving helmet looked pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. I got nothing. I did I did find a thing in the course of this conversation. I, I gave it credit mm. for, like, looking good, like all the horse stuff and the location stuff. So I'll, oh, yeah. I'll say that. I'll say that's my good thing instead of here's a prop that looked fine. The the horse music <laughs> may not have been great, but the horse settings were on point. It, the, the music itself was unobjectionable. I just thought you came up with a good shorthand for I'm bored watching horses now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horse music. Yeah. I'm with you now. I wasn't before, but I'm with you now. No, I was with you before, too. I don't think there's a lot of settings where I enjoy watching someone on a horse for a length of time. I just don't. It's just like watching someone drive a car. It's not that interesting. Yeah, but also, like, I don't like horses as compared to cars. You know, Mm. if you present me with a car and a horse, I'm going to take the car 100% of the time. Really? Yeah, I fucking hate horses, man. (laughs) One tried to beat me up back in sixth grade. Oh, no. Much like a bee would beat someone. Was it a a full-on horse or just a centaur? No, no, this was a full-on horse, You man. went to school with... Trying to steal your lunch money? Yeah, you went to school with horses? Well, technically, I went to a uh, uh, farm for a week where I was oh. I was forced to learn to ride a horse, and instead it beat me up. Ah. Oh, no. Yeah. This, there's so many questions that have nothing to do with Briscoe County Jr. right now. Yep. Its name was Same. Hogan, and the only thing that gets me through the day is the fact that it's probably dead by now. <laughs> He's glue. <laughs> probably. Oh, wow. I don't know how long horses live. It might be forever. Unless he broke his leg. Yeah. Then they'll just shoot you. Or I think that's all I know about horses. Is it impossible to fix a horse's <laughs> leg? Or, like I don't know. Maybe it was back in the day? I don't know. I mean, I get if you're just like, I don't have time for this horse to have a broken no, leg. I, think, I mean, that's pretty shitty, I think, but I get it. I think that comes from racehorses, which even if you fix it, they're never going to run again. So they're useless, ah. I think. But I have no idea. I'm not a horse expert. Yeah. I don't know how horses work. I can't believe I have See, to make nobody does. I can't believe I have to make that disclaimer every damn week on this podcast, but I'm not a horse expert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you know about horses, keep it to your damn self. We don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Write it on a postcard and mail it to anyone else. <laughs> mail it to yourself, then you'll have the copyright. It's <laughs> <laughs> just an urban myth, man. An urban horse myth. <laughs> Well, if it works, right. <laughs> okay, so here's a question I have. Why is his name a place? Why is he like Joe New York City the third? I mean, that's just a TV thing. It, you know? it, it, it yeah. sounds weird to me. Briscoe County Jr. Like, wait, does he live mm-hmm. in Briscoe? Co- I don't understand. That No, his father is Briscoe County Sr. Oh, yeah. that explains everything. In the prologue show, The Adventures of Briscoe County Sr. Yeah. So is Briscoe County in Briscoe State? Like I guess. I, I, it, just, it sounds like a place. It doesn't sound like a name. I don't know. 
I didn't. I, I didn't take uh, American geography. I don't know how this fucking the, your map works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how does your map work? Yeah, uh, I I am also not a map expert. <laughs> oh, we're learning tons of stuff this week. I know. Uh, I hate everything, and I don't know anything about horses and maps. <laughs> Is that on your business card? Yeah, it's it's, Al it's a long business. Hates card. everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> not. Not a horse or map expert. Expert. I cannot speak now. So sorry. Got that Daffy Duck rage happening. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, I like Comet the horse. Okay. Oh we, yeah. And and this this is overcoming your overwhelming uh, hatred of horses too. Yeah, yeah. I can see. That's the thing is that Comet the horse is such a good horse actor that I can overcome my hatred of horses to respect what he does. Okay. I I and get that I they like made. In, Go ahead. In the show, he's played as like the super intelligent like horse who's like Briscoe's sidekick, and he just yeah. does stuff. Yep. Was that the joke? Because they said the horse's name a couple of times, and I guess I thought I was supposed to think it was funny, but I didn't really get it. Well, he runs off with the map or whatever that like. Yeah. When he's kidnapped, and he like he understands anything Briscoe says. Just go ahead, Comet. You're undercover now. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, the news, the newspaper with yeah, the, the newspaper uh, flipping. the thing about the the underwater suit, mm-hmm. ah, so that Briscoe would have that clue, right? Yeah, I, it, they make it more of a thing later on where like mm. uh, Briscoe is constantly talking to him, <laughs> and actually like even like translating Comet to Bowler mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff. So see, now that's funny. But again, you're saying like, yeah. so, so a thing that happened in a different yep. episode that isn't this one. Yep. Is great. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I made a mistake, Al. No, I'm again. Um, if, if, if this there's is there's only so many times I can pay for my crime. No, 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 no. I'm blaming the show. <laughs> this is your second episode. Win, win viewers over, man. No wonder you got canceled. <laughs> yeah. Like you. Oh no! It's because it's because they spent all that time on the continuing storyline. No one could follow it. There was... See, what's dumb about that is that this show opened for the X-Files, which was also doing serialized TV. Yeah, and terribly. And that show lasted until last year. Mm-hmm. Also, that was the thing it did the worst, last according year. to everyone now. Yep. At the time, everyone loved it, and looking back, everyone's like, oh, no, don't watch those. Watch the ones that are, like, well, one-offs. The... Well, at the time, we all thought that it was leading somewhere. Guess what? It didn't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Carlton Cuse. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, I, I thought Lost... <laughs> ended satisfactorily if you paid attention i'm not gonna have this uh, <laughs> argument again damn it <laughs> why doesn't anyone bring that show <laughs> sorry i never watched lost i was too busy being uh, incredibly invested in heroes <clears throat> you know you could watch both right you know like that's possible no no i had a busy schedule i was in college i remember you were also doing a podcast Yep, those are the two things I could do. Excuse me, three things. Go to college, record a podcast, and watch Heroes. Okay. Huh. Is that the one with the cheerleader? Yeah, it was real something? bad. And so oh, okay. and so, and what's her face, and the ugly one? Mm-hmm. Spock's in it. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, I've, never, I've never seen it. But newer... New Better Spock. off. Not newest Spock, but newer Spock. Yes. So Spock 2. Yes. <laughs> newest? No, newest Spock. Well, newest is, um, Spock is Spock three. Yeah, with the beard. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Gr- Gregory with the beard. Yeah, Gregory Peck's grandson, Scruff Spock. Yeah. Oh, is he actually? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think grandson. He's related. 
I'm pretty oh. sure it's his grandson, uh, Ethan Peck. I, oh, yep. I did not know that. Yeah. Hollywood Today, so I learned something. Oh, you learned all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly about how I spent my 20s. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got. We, you could really map out like Matt's whole uh, biography from this from the comments mm-hmm. he's made in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, if you'd like to map out Matt's biography, please write it on a postcard and send it to yourself. <laughs> oh no! Then they... you'll have the rights to my life story. Yeah. Now they own the copyright on you. That's not good. <laughs> I'm not gonna pay. No, just on me in my twenties. And frankly, they can have it. I was gonna say I'm not gonna pay someone to feature you on the show. <laughs> I barely pay you. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, let's see. Every time, uh, every time Bowler falls down in this show, I get a vibe. Do you, you guys remember in Catalina Caper, the MST? There's that guy that kept falling in the water like it was hilarious. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Isn't that the one that no. has the assault in it just suddenly, or am I thinking of a different one? Oh no, you're thinking of Side Hackers. Ah, of course. There's a lot of those early yeah. ones that I don't watch very much. No, this was the, it was like a, it was a comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, falling down is hilarious. It is. And if it gets a laugh once, just keep doing it. Because you know what they Mm -hmm. say about comedy, the more you do a thing, the funnier it gets. That's right. (laughs) That's just science. Uh Uh-huh. Well, it's only up until it's three times. That's the funniest point. Mm-hmm. At which point, the funny resets to zero. Well, then you do it again, because then it's a callback. Yeah, no, then you wait a while. And the longer you wait, the funnier mm-hmm. it will be when you finally pay it off. You tease it out. Yeah, and, and the audience is like, when's he going to fall over again? No, the trick is to get them to almost forget it, but not quite. And then, oh my <laughs> god, that is a thing that happened before. Nice. Uh, <laughs> that's how I react to things. I don't laugh. I just I just comment like that. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, such that's is the life thing. of a podcaster. <laughs> it's the life of a comedy writer. You're just like, yep, that is a funny thing that I just witnessed. I have observed the comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> comedy has been processed. <laughs> Show's going full coneheads. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, I, I did enjoy the turn of phrase, well-dressed flotsam. Yeah, that was all right. That's it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> now, what what distinguishes flotsam from jetsam? I just know them as the two eels from the Little Mermaid. Of course, you do. <laughs> this was a this was yeah, a I QI don't... thing. They actually there is actually a difference, and I don't know what it is, and I don't care to look Fl- it up right now. Mm-hmm. But uh... flotsam floats and jetsam don'ts. That <laughs> it's something like I think no floods. I think flotsam floats and jetsam <laughs> hangs down from the ocean ceiling. No, it it jets. Come on, guys. The clue yeah. is in the name. <laughs> no, the jepsums are from the future and the flotstones are from the past. Oh god. Oh no. I respect the shit out of that joke. That was right off the top of my head, too. That was real good. No, nice. it was not. Do not reward this behavior. <laughs> All right. Uh well, I guess that's everything, unless you guys got anything else. Nah. Matt? I think that's it. All right. Uh, Bob, you got anything you want to tell the people? Uh, Sure. I <laughs> there, there is a website that exists called <laughs> optical, <laughs> opticalpodcast.com uh, where you can find the backlogs of my podcast that I haven't worked on in two years. Um, it might come back. You never know. Well, it's still there. And uh, 
Also, you are a featured player on a on a little uh, uh, ongoing serialized story podcast called Endeavor. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and, and the last episode was quite good. Uh, yeah, episode eight, which should be posting for our Patreon supporters this coming week and for the rest of you the following week. Uh, Bob yep. plays basically a starring role uh, and mm-hmm. did an yeah. excellent job. Uh, very, very pleased Aww. with how that all turned out. Uh, just oh yeah. Just wait to Thanks, just wait till you hear it with the score though. Cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to it's, it. It's not quite done yet, but I, I heard a little piece and oh man, there's there's a lot of it and it's it's real real good. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, Amanda <laughs> and Bob did some some nice. excellent work in uh, Endeavor episode eight, which is coming soon. But but Bob's been a number of characters all along and also very good. Um, we just we just gave him a chance to shine this time and. Uh, yeah, please check that out. We're we're very pleased with how it all uh, is coming along. That's ussendeavor.com. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed making that one. Yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let's see, we are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Matt. Bob, do you want to give your uh, your Twitter? Oh sure, it's uh, at Bob Tiki B O B T I K I. I realized I hadn't been doing that since we started giving our Twitters. Like, oh, maybe people want to hear from the guests as well. Maybe they want to like. Yeah. Hear the conversations we have, the back and forth and such. So so you can mm-hmm. do that. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, if you want to reach us, postatomichorror at gmail. Uh, the website, postatomichorror.com. The Tumblr, postatomichorror.tumblr.com. Uh, next week. Next week, we are doing a show that I do like. That, hey. that we all like, in fact. <laughs> we are doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hey. Woo! Of course, we're doing a musical. Two weeks in a row, we're doing musicals because, you know can't have nice things but no the, the buffy musical is great um that is of course uh, once more with feeling caitlin will be joining us for that so that is season six episode something don't remember off the top yeah. of my head but uh but it's it's probably the most famous episode of buffy or way up there with the, with the quiet one so uh mm. shouldn't be too hard to track down uh and that's all for this time yeah see you folks the Post-Atomic Briscoe County Junior Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this until Star Trek comes back.